You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, what's up, people? If they only knew what we were just what what we were just talking about. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there later on after we finish talking about pickles and other things and and Grant stuff, pickles and stuffing. We'll talk about. Oh Grant yeah, we can do stuffing talk again. Yeah, and we'll get there. But there's a lot of people waiting here, and they're friggin' pumped, As and they, they should, should be. be after an awesome Celtics win. Uh, we've got Bobby and uh, Sherrod at the Garden. They'll be jumping in momentarily um, to join the fray. Bobby's getting himself set right now. Uh, Bobby, thumbs up when you're ready to go, and we'll let you in. He's good. Let's bring middle Bobby finger too. in the air when you're ready. Double middle finger. <laughs> um, Bobby Manning was there uh, on the scene. Uh, we've got a bunch wow. of cool, cool things to talk about. Jalen Brown returns. Jason Tatum looked like pre-shutdown. Jason Tatum, awesome, awesome, awesome tonight. Awesome. And, yeah. Um, uh, and then you know Grant Williams, Grant Williams victory lap for all the faithful who stuck with him over the years, who knew, who knew this is the guy that Grant was going to become. I am one of them. Bobby Manning <laughs> is, is um, I don't this know if you noticed, name, um, guys. Grant fan from day one, been <laughs> yep. saying it. Check the tapes. Check me um, out, Grant. Grant I can Williams. Only am, Grant I can Williams. Only imagine the things that were said on this show about him, including from me. And again. We we were going back and forth. Only us though. We're the only Bobby, people Bobby's who ever Bobby, hated on Grant Williams. <laughs> Bobby's getting a, a Grant Williams jersey underneath the tree this year. Yeah, he might is. be a replacement starting lineup adjustment as well as a jersey on the wall replacement coming in the next few games. Wow. No, anyway, we're here from Ime. I'll be back with what he says. That's all he wanted to do. He that, just wanted to tease that's us. That's it, Bobby. That's it. Flex. That's all you got for flex. it. He just came to flex. Uh, Can we talk about? Uh, I just want to say this. I just. I don't want to be a downer, but I just want to say to Celtics fans who are pumped, just keep your guard up. Just keep your guard up. We've seen, you know, we've gotten our hopes up in the past. Yeah. And then they've been through this before, though. They something know. looks completely different the next. We the next ride. Year. We ride. The, the, war- the, the Warriors they- are coming to town on Friday. Everybody, right. <laughs> enjoy the this for a couple days. You. Enjoy the this for a couple days. You. Yeah. No, no, this is a great game. I mean, I, it was a little ugly start, but honestly, the way they played in that second half behind Tatum and Grant um, is something to be happy about. I didn't expect to win tonight, especially after, you know, what we saw. But I'm going to pin this comment right here. I didn't. Yeah. 
dude seriously cool. like that, it's that's really, it it's that simple it's yeah. that simple it's, that's a, right. but that that's not that's not hot enough of a take if you ever said one bad thing about Grant no, Williams, it is that simple though you need to right. apologize because you are an idiot and you don't know anything about basketball right. the only way to be a fan of basketball. basketball is to have blind faith in every player that wears a celtics uniform and then hope that they turn into somebody good that's yeah. the only so, way that you can follow so this you team. could turn around and say i told you so see yes I told you eventually you right. can say you guys didn't believe, and then you'll never mention James Young or right. you know, you, you, right? Jr. Giddens or like that's when John's like, yeah, it's been draft four years. Yeah, there's four guys you don't years. talk about, you know, <laughs> but you get to say I told you so when yep. Grant right. hits a couple of threes. But I mean, look, we turned uh, it's great. Aside, we turned around our vibes on Grant this year because he was knocking down threes. We even started talking about oh my god starting grant you know like maybe ditch the double big thing and again tonight was a perfect example of like what we were talking about you know you get jalen back which is great and emay's asked again you know what do you think about the starting lineup maybe some tweaks because he was fed up last time right and he's like changes are coming and the only change he made was just to reinsert jalen into his same starting lineup and they started out with the double big thing and ugh, and then Schroeder comes in the game, and then you get Schroeder and Smart at the same time, and then there's just not not enough ball movement. It, nothing worked there, and then you then you create a lineup that has uh, a single guard and a couple of people who space the floor and one big, and all of a sudden shots start falling, and you're like, oh, cool, you know, like that's look at that, yeah. you know, a guy who a guy who distributes one big and shooters, and it just makes more sense. And like, yeah, they still missed a ton of shots, but like. That's what Grant's value is right now. If Grant's a guy who can knock down these shots, Romeo, who I love more and more each time he's out there because his energy and his rebounding and he does lots of things, he can knock down some shots. Freaking great. Find ways to get those guys minutes because that's what you need to do. You got you to gotta spread it out, and they did it. It was awesome. Yeah, but you know, you know what helps with that, John? When one of your best players is doing that. And I thought that was Jalen Brown. I mean, for, for his credit, he got, he got things off started right away with the, with the three-pointer. And you're like, okay, is this going to be the Jalen with the blinders on that we're used to? If that's the case, you know what? It's his first game back. That's fair. But no, he stuck with the program. Like, I felt like he he his approach wasn't as if he was, had been out for all these games, right? His approach was, look, I see what you guys are doing. I've been itching to come back, not because mm -hmm. I want to go ahead and dominate or whatever. I just want to get my feet back into the things and help you guys out, move the ball around. That's exactly what I saw throughout his game. Of course, <laughs> picking his spots when to shoot, picking his spots when to attack. But I just thought for the most part what resonated the most with this lineup with the way he was passing the ball, you know, and obviously that was that was contagious. Everybody was doing it, and especially Jason Tatum. I'm not to discredit Tatum, but I just thought it, it, it went a long way for Jalen to do that, right? Because like I, even John, you said it right in our in our group thread. You're like his teammates are almost they almost look like they're surprised that yeah. they're these it's like they're like, well, wait a minute, you yeah. usually get the blinders you on. You can tell haven't played, you haven't played yeah. in like a, in like almost a month or whatever, a few weeks, and it's like, All, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we're doing this almost we're to really the point this. that they were. Almost to the point that he passed up like some good shots early because he was yeah, like, right. I'm coming in to pass. And like right. guys were like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, I'm right next to you. I'm going to give you the ball. You want it? And he's like, OK. You know, like they were trying to figure it out because it just wasn't the way it goes. But I mean, uh, he bought into it. You know, they were moving yeah. it around. They were just missing every shot early. And it was so frustrating because it was like, but, OK, yeah, good yeah. ball movement. But like, ugh. and then the shots started falling. 31 assists. How many games have they ever lost when they when they get close to thirty assists? Like yeah, zero. I mean, it's right. no. And you remember they and have those stretches. 
yeah. To me, he has so much to do with that. And also, the reason why I think this is so relevant for someone like Jalen is because before the season during media day, he talked about how he sort of like found this newfound respect for like film. And that might sound crazy, but it didn't because he had all that extra time that he never really had throughout his career, right? Whether we're in college or high school, he's like, I've never had a significant injury where I missed so many games and was out for so many months. So throughout that time, to, to, to stay connected with the team, obviously he hung around, but he also watched a lot of film. So I, I think, in my opinion, his what he's trying to say here is is he gets it, you know? He, he's been watching the film the last few weeks. He sees the problems. He saw what happened during that West Coast road trip and what, you know, what went wrong. So I just think all this... Is, is perfect timing for this team, obviously going up against the, you know, the champs and the, and the Bucks, And then you got the Golden State Warriors on Friday night. You know, they had the three, four days to rest and, and, and gear up for it, man. It's going to strap in. I think it's going to be a really good game, no matter what you have, You have maybe the best three-point shooter of all time going up against Steph, Steph Curry on Friday. I'm talking about Grant Williams, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be quite the matchup. About, I'm talking about Sherrod Blakely is here. Speaking of maybe the greatest of all time, there he is. Hey, Sherrod doesn't sleep, man. Sherrod's on the grind. He had a busy weekend, too. Yeah, I heard. Oh, no. Heard Sherrod, we can't hear you weekend. right now. Oh, he'll come back. Oh, he's coming in. Real, he, he's coming in. Coming in hot. Oh, we We're divided into two groups right now, Sherrod. Damn boomers. Look, those of us like Jimmy and I who have always believed in Grant and then everyone else. Right, um, so, so we're, we'll, we're, we'll... we're taking our victory lap right now. <laughs> we're yeah, taking our us. victory you lap. Sherrod, if you have anything to say, now's the time to say it. Otherwise, no, but if you don't say anything, yeah, you're, you're... it can only be now. You Otherwise, That's you accept. Yep. yep, you accept You accept All that right. as gospel. That is the truth. Yeah, Jimmy and John. Uh, <laughs> as an experienced uh, technical difficulty guy, yeah. head out, come back in. It always helps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I heard you. Can you hear me now? I think I heard him say, hate you all. We got him. Yeah, yes, yeah, we got yes. You. you heard me correctly, Jimmy. Yes, yes, I hate you all. Grant Williams. Yeah. We've been the on this from the get go with this guy. Yeah, we just Ray said, Allen just wait 2. for 0. it. Yeah. Right. You just got to wait time. for Grant. Yeah. You got to be, be patient, patient, guys. You got to keep paying him 30 minutes a game. In one of these games, it'll work. You, He's going to unlock like it. You just got to wait. Just, just to wait, wait for it, it to out. <laughs> wait for that investment to spike. Exactly. That Grant coin. Yeah, Grant stock but is we up the Sher- Sherrod's still hydrating from the weekend, by the way. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. Heard you had. Heard you. We did. In fact, I had a little bit of a. Uh, oh, you know what? I think I might have eaten it. I had wedding I had cake. Some cake from, yeah. I had some wedding oh, yeah? cake. Oh, I think man. I might have. Yeah, I think I had. A, I had an extra piece, but I think I ate it. Yeah. You had the red velvet. You had the red velvet, didn't you? There that was, was pretty good. There I was used to hate red, red velvet, velvet, but that was actually we're pretty not good. Ta- we're not saying, we're not, Shirad, just people wanting, Sherrod did not get you know, married this weekend. He he was at no. a wedding. But <laughs> another another member wedding. of the Celtics, of the Celtics media family did, but it wasn't Sherrod. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. He's Sherrod happily married. I was actually, I was the MC of the wedding, actually. Yes. Uh, so I actually had, to, I actually had to work. Russian Responsibilities. Oh, oh damn. Which means I could not drink as much as I normally would have at the function because I had to be somewhat coherent. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time, we missed, we missed Tequila Sherrod, but he was still, you know, he was chilling. Well, I never Sherrod. missed Tequila. You just didn't show the Tequila Sherrod. Tequila Sherrod's a whole oh. vibe, guy. Joe oh, yeah. Sway oh, made up for it for you. Hey, have you guys talked much about Tatum yet? 
We started. We waited for you. It, it, as good as we've seen him. Pre-shutdown pre, pre Tatum. He Jalen his flowers because we never, we never do that on this show. Best game of the year. This was top five Tatum. This, this was, was awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking like top five in the NBA Tatum. Yep. The way he was able to awesome. extract nice. and dissect this defense. It, and the thing about it, he never seemed rushed in anything he did. He didn't like, force a thing. Yeah. Right. He was, he, he was like he, he was like the big fella that goes to Vegas and comes out with the money bags. Everything he put in the slot machine, this seven, seven, seven. No decision he made was a bad one. And the thing, the, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not, but it, it seemed like he was getting the ball to Jalen a little bit more than we'd normally see. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether that, and again, that Jalen wasn't necessarily scoring, but that was, it seemed like that kind of threw Milwaukee a little bit off. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I, I spoke with one of the Milwaukee assistants before the game, and one thing that they noticed was that you never see Tatum and Brown much in pick and roll. And so when you don't see that, that's, that's to me, it's the easiest way that you can get guys to pass to one another if you put them in pick and roll. And if they're not, they're not going to pass to each other. Mm-hmm. But it seemed that there was a conscious effort for Tatum and Brown to get the ball to one another. And it did always result in a shot, but it, it forced the defense to think about something that they probably hadn't seen on film all season long. It, it was, was clearly a conscious effort to the point that we even said at the start of the show, Sherrod, it almost looked like, you know, some people like Jalen was clearly looking to involve other teammates and not just be ISO Jalen, even though he was taking his shots. And he and Tatum worked a little bit of a two man twice in that first half, resulting in Tatum right. threes. I think one make, one miss. Um, but they, uh, it was to the point where I, we were almost joking. People seemed surprised when J- when Jalen was finding them in spots because normally he gets it and he goes and he and he scores or he gets his shot up. So it was obvious, like everyone got the memo tonight. We are to the point of I actually thought they were overpassing in the first half and they were getting looks that just weren't falling. But they they actually passed up on some quality shots because in their mind they're like, nope, passing it, passing it, passing it, passing it. And they were really working the ball around. Uh, and it, it, it paid off because eventually the shots started falling. They weren't early. But good. the great mm-hmm. thing was they stayed with it. They could have easily gotten frustrated when the shots didn't go down and like go to email. Like, look, we tried the passing thing. Can we just go back to the thing where I just dribble and shoot? And they didn't. Yeah. We didn't like it. It's great. Yeah. I don't lie. I tried passing. It didn't take, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Is it pronounced passing or is it? Yes. How many S's in passing? I don't want to do it anymore. Is it a soft passing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, it's now will they stick with it? Like they, they know what the blueprint is, you know. And eBay's right. been exactly. preaching it. I'm sure the coaching staff is preaching it. Will they continue to do it, or will the other guys say, "All right, now, you know, I want mine," you know? Because we didn't really get a good, a great, smart game. We didn't get a good Schroeder game, you know. J- um, you know, Joe Sway talked a lot about what Jalen Brown was able to do tonight without filling up, you know, the stat sheet offensively, but moving the ball around and doing his thing. Are these guys going to let Tatum? be the alpha or is it going to fall back in line and are we going to fall back into some of the same issues that we had um you know earlier this season all right the garden report post game show as always is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner bet online just go to betonline.ag use the code clns50 for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit we've got it all going right now you got basketball hockey nfl yeah. football ncaa football Horses, MMA, golf. Is there still golf? 
If there isn't, there there's, will be. There's, there's, there's always golf. golf there's on. always some yeah. kind of golf. Props, live betting, all kinds of weird stuff out outside of the sports realm. Anything you want to, you know, place a bet on. Yep. BetOnline's got it. BetOnline.ag. Code CLNS50. 50% welcome bonus. Go check it out right now. And as always, make sure to gamble responsibly. Can't. Jimmy, I I shoot the ball well, obviously. Yeah, the dude had 11 assists without a single turnover. That's a good game. No, I know. That is yeah. a good No, I agree. Game. That is a good game. I, I, I like I Marcus tonight. Like, yeah. I just mean like on the offense. I, like I love him tonight. I don't, you know, I don't give a I, damn about him when he comes I also to love. If he could give me 11 I loved him on, with no turnovers, I will take one for six. I'll take it every I day. loved him on Middleton, too. I love that. I love that defensive His assignment defense there. defense is excellent. Yeah. That second chance Ooh. point he stopped, and then he Ooh. threw it out Chris to Chris Middleton, who's that? Exactly. Was he here? Yeah. Did he, did, was he in the building? I loved Marcus. He on did Middleton. get hurt. I thought that was. I thought that was great. It matched up well too. You know, you had Al being able to body Giannis. Look, Giannis is going to get his. I mean, how many times did he go one on three, mm-hmm. one on four? They tonight? forced him a pass though in a crowd. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't really matter. This was a bad. They, this was they, a bad Giannis game, and he still got twenty and yeah. eight. They oh, crowded him. Oh, they threw Giannis. bodies at him. They made him work for it. Um, and he still got some, but it just wasn't there for him. It was a really good uh, defensive game plan that they stuck with. And again, Marcus neutralizing Middleton there in those minutes that they were on the floor at the same time before Middleton. But that's kind of my point, though. Was, is like I thought it was huge. You know, that's kind of my point, though. It's not that Marcus might have had a bad game. It's just that he did. He does he want? Is that the role that he's that he's going going to want to keep? Does he want to have a game where? He has two points, or does he want to have a game where he has twelve points? That, that's Listen, my only I point. I'm not I think Smart's happy with this. Yeah. I think he look 11, 11 assists with no turnovers. If you tell Marcus Smart you're going to go one for six every single game, have eleven assists and zero turnovers, I think he's okay with. I'm sure. I think he would be I happy with that good. definitely. But I'm just Listen, you know. To me, but, but the biggest question is: Is Jimmy happy with it? No, I'm happy with it. Listen, they, I thought the Celtics played great. That's my only concern. Is it is. Is this the type of blueprint that's going to last, or are they going to fall back into old habits? That's all. I mean, I, I, I my point is, I wasn't sure. if Ime's been preaching this type of style of basketball play, is this the type of win that will convince these guys that this is what they need to do in order to compete, in order to win games? Is to, you know, find the role that fits your specific, you know, what fits you best. So Marcus Smart, 11 assists and zero turnovers. That's unbelievable. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, is that a typical game for Marcus Smart moving forward? I don't know. Is Jalen Brown cool with Tatum Tatum being the you know alpha guy and dropping forty two and looking great? Is is is, is that is he cool with being the clear number two guy? That's all. Is Schroeder gonna be you know okay with everything? And I, I don't care if they're okay with it. I'm just I'm just wondering is if this is fool's gold or is this something that we can expect to see moving forward because it works. We're not. Well, gonna, we know we're not the, we know what the trend is with this team. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. That's if my you're point. banking on this to be the game that they're gonna play consistently. Just empty your pockets now and just give me your money because because <laughs> you, you're you're going to go broke if you believe that's that's the reality. They're, I think they're going to be somewhere in between what we've seen in the past and what we saw tonight, which is fine because that's where they should be. Uh, Let's be real, Tatum. Yeah, Tatum's not going to drop forty two. I'm not taking. Well, no. I'm not taking anything away from this victory, but you do have to acknowledge that. You know, Lopez is out. Middleton goes out in the third. They're playing a guy named Javante Smart in the fourth. No, we're not. We're not acknowledging I mean, that, Bobby. No, not tonight. The, <laughs> the, Just like that, no. 
the Bucks that you beat tonight on a back-to-back, especially, weren't quite the Bucks. But it was you look at how the Celtics played within themselves on the defensive end, on the passing end, and you're impressed. They played the right way. They made shots in the second half. Uh, they never stopped granting quality shots. I thought throughout this one, there were like four threes and a short little floater by Romeo that were all open to start the fourth. That could have made this an even bigger blowout. Uh, the offense was just clicking and. Jimmy talks about roles. Like, that's the thing that felt most pronounced about this to me is that everybody kind of seemed to be where they needed to be, particularly between Tatum and Brown. The connection between those two, especially coming off weeks and weeks where they haven't played together, looked about as good as it has all season, at least since opening night, uh, where they're just playing a little two-man game early, finding each other on different looks. Brown had an open three from Tatum on a skip pass from the left wing in the fourth that should have slammed the door on this one that Brown missed. So the connection between those two, to me, is pretty sharp in particular here. And just overall, the continuity and the connection between the teams, Schroeder aside probably, he was probably the weaker link in all of this when it came to ball movement and creation. Um, but he had a fine game in his own right. Uh, a little dust-up with Tatum on the sideline, though, in terms of – So Ime's uh, talking about that pass. right now. Yeah. Yeah, Ime said it was off a missed pass. They had a disagreement there. They hashed it out, and then it was over by the end of the timeout. Um, just kind of a you know what? there. Between the I mean, I may be in the minority on this, but I actually like to see that stuff happen because that 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 means they actually one, they're paying attention to. They actually care about yeah. about what's it's happening on the floor. Because we see we see too many times where players will have things flare up in the game and they won't say anything about it and then something else will happen and something else will happen and then it'll just pile up and next thing you know, you got an all out brawl in the locker room over some real petty nonsense. Deal right. with it right there in the moment. That's what I'm talking about. And, uh, and you know what? It's, and, and it's the, sorry. Go, go ahead, Sharad. Sharad. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say these guys are competitors. Like, what do you expect? They, they're 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 the you know athletic freaks, and obviously all everyone's got you know they're intense out there. It doesn't mean that they don't like each other. It's like like Sherrod said, they want to win. So if, if any one of us who's ever been on a team has gotten you know annoyed or angry at a teammate over a dumb play or a mistake or you know not finding not finding me in the corner or whatever it is, it doesn't mean they're holding on to it. It doesn't mean they don't like each other. So yeah, you're gonna have some some yeah. heated moments during a game but like like you guys said like it would it would be worse if you never we complained about no emotion on these guys yeah faces last year right it's like I'll, does I'll anybody turn, care about anything like I'll that's turn what it we up, were worried about i'll turn it up one notch further uh because i agree with both of you a hundred percent like i liked when smart said it because i felt something needed to be said and that we as you know to joe sway's point you want those uncomfortable conversations to be forced out there rather <laughs> than hold rather than hold on to that stuff yeah everybody drink uncomfortable it's important, conversations. <laughs> it's important. But, yeah but number two more than anything I love, love, love Jason Tatum telling someone to get his head out of his ass. Love it. Because he's supposed to, you want him to be a leader. Like, nobody wanted to be a captain because no one wanted the responsibility of having to tell someone like Dennis Schroeder, what the F are you doing, man? But but I want to see Tatum tell people that. I'm dying. I'm dying for that. The the reaction from Schroeder is kind of like, are you talking to me like this? Like, he couldn't believe it. Yes! What? I love that. I want to see that all day. I I love that. It's like when when I yell at Bobby or or Bobby (laughs) yells at John. It's like people are in the comments on YouTube next to me like, oh, Jimmy's such a jerk to Bobby or Bobby hates Jimmy. It's like, no, 
This is how we are. Like, nor this no, is just how no, we are. John we hates care Bobby about We care about having a good show. So when Bobby says something stupid, I need to call him out for it. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I can't control myself. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't love the guy. <laughs> Look, this isn't an official report, but the, from the from the slow motion, uh, reading his lips. Oh, we got lip reading. Literally, he asked he asked Tatum like, "Are you stupid? Like, like how dare you talk to me like this?" Tatum's just like, are you, "That's when Eme got in between." It was just like, "All right, All right. you go this way, you go." You that don't want way. to go personal, yeah. I mean, right? But I guess you take a look. Oh, so Schroeder said that to Tatum. He said that to Tatum. Yeah, like, like, did you not hear what I just said? And Tatum's like, "Wait, what?" Like, I don't know. Look, it happens. could be a language barrier there too, a little bit of an accent. Nah, you know, maybe they miss the communication. I don't think it's all that. Maybe slip a little, little German lingo in there. And yeah. <laughs> so wait, Tatum. the idea <laughs> was Schroeder was mad at Tatum about something Tatum did. You know what? You know what, Schroeder? That's a good point. Maybe are you stupid? It's like a yo, what's what's wrong with you? Like what's wrong? You know, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the lingo. Or maybe but wait, a German word that sounds who, like that that we don't know about. Who took oh, exception that. to who saying what? Well, how did it begin? Was Tatum upset about something Schroeder did on the see, court or vice see, versa? I didn't, see how it, I didn't see how it began. It was vice versa. It looked like they're having a conversation, and then it got heated when Schroeder said that. To me, it got heated when, when he said that because Eme was already making his way over to split them. But and was Tatum that, going E-Man over to like, talk to him about something Dennis did? Like, hey, man, don't like try to whatever. I don't know who but when the camera hit them, they're already in, they were in a discussion. They weren't, it wasn't heated. It was like a back and forth. And then it got heated when he, when, when I thought Schroeder didn't give the, did Schroeder not give the ball up or did Tatum not give the ball up on that previous play? Tatum didn't give the ball up on the previous Tatum play. So Schroeder, but beat, approached, oh, okay. But I don't know who approached who about the discussion. I don't, the camera's <laughs> on and they're already talking. So the, 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 the fans are all over the place. I'm curious the play because I didn't see it. Um, it was fourth quarter, right? People are saying Tatum didn't pass the ball. Right. That sounds about right. It's got to right. be a replay floating around on Twitter that somewhere. The, I remember the play, but I don't know if Tatum went up to Schroeder or Schroeder went to Tatum. Like, so we got it. We we probably have a. We probably have um. Is 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 um. Bobby, I'm not Amy, putting you Amy on unless you're pulling this time. Are you good? <laughs> oh, that Schroeder Tatum talk got him excited. Let me go see what he may talking. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby Maybe he popped in and he saw it. Bobby, thumbs up if you're good, buddy. It hasn't gone well recently. <laughs> no, we're just gonna leave him there. We'll let him. We'll leave him there. Let him think about what he he's did. Done. He just let left again. Yeah. Let him marinate for a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Any chance Schroeder's upset about so that? So then we're all in agreement, though. So we have successively spun this um, altercation into a positive. Maybe Schroeder doesn't want to trade. Nothing like to see here. I'm gonna pull it up. We have successfully spun this potentially negative situation into a top five moment in the season. It shows they care. It shows right that they up love there with each Marcus other. Marcus Smart calling him out. Right up there with yeah. Marcus Smart calling him out. <laughs> and Grant Williams and Bobby Portis. Ooh. Yeah, what was that all about, man? Like that seemed like a lot of a little or a lot to do about nothing. That could have been. It was a lot Grant's, to do about nothing. I think like, Grant. I just... wanted to be about something. I'll be. I think Grant just has that know. face. <laughs> I think Grant just has that punchable face, right man. Now. He's feeling himself yeah. right now. I'm dropping three balls. I'm getting minutes. Grant knows that's how to it. poke. That's the second time, second time in a couple of games that Grant has um, um, stood his ground and gotten face to face with somebody. I yeah. like that. I do too. Bobby, you need some Bobby of that. He was so shocked. Bobby yeah. Porter was just like, "Who is this guy talking to me?" He Grant's so turning into a bit of a heel. I think. I think uh, he's he knows how to get under the guy's skin. He's good at the. Well, I don't know if he's good at it, but he likes to do a little bit of the trash talk. He's not afraid to uh, mix it up a bit. 
and he's I smart, so he's probably yeah. pretty quick witted. Well, we know great as a mind yeah. getting physical, but when he feels like you're, you know, tossing him to the ground, he's gonna let you know he doesn't, he didn't like right. that, you know. And now I get a feeling Grant Grant's is a, a trash talking smart ass. Totally. Which are the which are the worst kind? Because they'll say something quick and it'll trigger you, and it's like you you're not most yeah. people aren't quick enough to have a quick witty response, and it's just like. All you're going to do and is I, curse him out. And I don't think things bother him. Like, I don't think you can really hurt his feelings. They, they don't. Like, they don't. He'll, he'll, he'll laugh. You know what that he'll reminds me of, Kind of like me. I am kind of that way, too. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Kevin Garnett had a, Why had a is funny... It, every, yeah, it's kind of like me, yeah. Back to Jimmy. almost every damn sentence or every other sentence comes back to Jimmy. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> that reminds me of a story, actually. That actually reminds me of a story. Hold on, let me tell it. No, that reminds me of KG talking about talking about how Tim Duncan used to talk trash. He would say subtle things like, Oh, too slow. Got him. <laughs> like little lines like that. I just really get, just get under your skin. Yeah. yeah. Just me- meanwhile, KG's talking trash like crazy. KG's head's about to pop off. Duncan's just throwing him these like five, <laughs> these five worded lines. <laughs> and Duncan's hitting it with 28, 12, and six. Right. And a dub. Sherrod, I don't know if you got a chance to say anything about Grant. We were talking about him off the top. But he was 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 he coming in the season? No, I can't remember. Didn't we all pick somebody? No, I don't no. think anyone chose Grant. No one did. Even my, Bobby. My, my even Bobby said he made quote. Oh, your guy was Romeo. Yeah. Oh, so nobody chose Grant. Wow, shows you what we all know. I'm sitting here cheering on Neesmith. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, yep. Grant. That's what I'm Grant's... saying. Five way apology cam. I think five it's over. No. I think all Never. five of us got some stuff to say here. No, I won't apologize for accurate so takes last year. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Not what it's, it's not what it's for. Well, then I guess everything you say in the moment when you end up being wrong later, you're always right. Just because you said it then, things change. You were wrong about it later, but you said it in a moment where no, you were it's, right. No, uh, it's and it look, later, it's called so no apology. It's called analysis. You said you didn't like. <laughs> well, that's not allowed for me with Schroeder. Huh? No, it's not. That's different, Bobby. That's Yours what we're current. saying. That's you're, current. It's like us saying Grant's got to be a better distributor. Like, that's not who Grant is, so it's wrong to judge him for it. You're asking Dennis Schroeder to be things he's not. That's what we were hitting you on. The Grant thing is Grant played horribly all year last year, and his minutes, they suffered. And when he was on the court, they were worse. And it happened, like, over and over and over and over again. And he'd have one redeeming game and then six or seven bad ones. And it was like... Let's pull the plug on this Grant thing. I think that was accurate at the time. And That's remember, this, this, guy, this guy missed his first 25 or so three-point shots. To go from there to being a guy that's a, a you know basically a 50-40-90 guy, that's pretty damn impressive. But let's not pretend right. as if those 25 missed shots never happened. Let's not pretend <laughs> as if he didn't he actually get up to a crappy start because he oh, did. He struggled last year immensely. And, and I think he, the chat – I, the I think, I think he, deser- he, he deserves credit. He deserves props for stepping his game up and getting better. He absolutely deserves that credit. But let's not act as if he, we all of a sudden were, were crapping on him when he was playing okay. No, well, I'll we're put it crapping on, the, on him because he was playing like crap. I'll put it on the chat because yeah. they were the ones saying, <laughs> get rid of him, cut him. <laughs> like, though, we, none of us went to that extreme. Uh, but, well, yeah, you're right. To be honest, I, 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 they weren't going to cut him, but I – well, that was the thing. I mean, the only reason I thought at the time that they picked up his extensions because these guys don't make anything in their, you know, their rookie year, their first contract. Guys option. It's I very don't even yeah. Know why Phoenix it, there with Smith. That's what I'm saying. It's very difficult to not get your rookie contract picked up as a first round pick. Like you have to really, really, really be bad. 
So I wasn't surprised that they picked it up. And now it's like it's a completely different player. I mean, we can sit here and talk about how, how much of a better player he is, but everyone knows it. I mean, just watching him out there, the confidence is something Listen, that he I think he's always had. he proved a lot of people had. wrong. He deserves credit. For, I don't know if, he owes, if he's owed an apology. I think he is. But he definitely proved everyone here wrong at the very least. I mean, he is a, he's a borderline starting level player in this league on the offensive end. Defensively, he can end up some, in some tricky situations, but overall his switching has been great this year. Uh, his versatility on that end still shines to me. He gets on the boards. I, there's still a real case. And John started this. I'll give him credit in this sense. Of starting him. Put him out there with the starters. Yeah, for, for the shooting. He's out there with them. Yeah. And you know what Ime said tonight? We're closing with you. you. you know, we're sitting Schroeder and Christ I mean, look, not just Grant. that. Rob Rob checked out at 203 of the third. Yeah, um, Grant started over, uh, closed over Rob and Schroeder. All right, guys, quick pause. We want to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that is INSA. We're welcome, welcoming back INSA. INSA. Of, yeah, exactly. It's one of Massachusetts' premier cannabis dispensaries, INSA, I-N-S-A. Uh, yeah. Their founders, Pat and Pete, they re-engineered the cannabis model uh, from what they sell to how they sell it. Uh, INSA dispensaries are inviting. They're modern. Uh, the staff are authorities on the science uh, they go in there. They can answer any question, difference between flowers, concentrates, uh, what you want to take for insomnia, anxiety, edibles, uh, hanging out with friends, whatever you want. They'll tell you exactly uh, what you need to fill your needs. Uh, world-class head chef there as well. And again, the founders, one thing we want to tell you about head them, they're chef. local. They're local. Uh, they're from They're from Western Mass. Salem. Yep. No. Oh, yeah. Located huh? in Salem, but there's a location in Salem. They're it's from to me. Springfield. Bobby yeah, jumped the gun because the, the Salem location <laughs> is near his Stop house. Springfield. But they're lifelong pals from Springfield. Um, there's a couple of uh, locations out there. One near the MGM Casino. You can also go to East Hampton, or as Bobby said, Salem. Salem. This is the thing. Not enough people took advantage of this, so we're going to tell you about the deal one more time. If you go there and you mention that the garden report told you to stop by, mm -hmm. you get a t-shirt for a penny. That's literally all you have to do. And then you get anything else you want there too. That's not on us, but the t-shirt is on us. One penny. You know what? And I have a couple t-shirts and they're very comfy too. So yes. go to in Get that green one. Otherwise, go to insa.com or call 877-500-INSA for any uh, inquiries you have about anything else uh, going on. But if you want the T-shirt for a penny, just mention the garden report. Go get yourself some. Once yeah, again, ha have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. Visit the various locations throughout Massachusetts or go to insa.com or call 877-500-INSA. The way the Tatum Schroeder issue is very clear. Tatum on a Tatum when he when he picked uh, when he picked whoever's pocket there uh, and was going in on that break, lost control of the ball and it went out of bounds. Schroeder was just going up ahead very clearly. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Tatum in uh, with four, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Tatum makes a steal. He starts going. He and Schroeder's out in front of him, and Tatum just loses control of the ball. It goes out of bounds. They called it Celtics ball. Schroeder, you can see very clearly, throws his hands up, walks over, smacks the stanchion with one hand, kind of like what the f. And then after Giannis, uh, after Giannis makes a bucket, you can see Schroeder is barking, and Grant is grabbing his shoulders already. Uh, saying no, 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 and they're going at it right there. So he was 
that and that's exactly what happened. He was that's chasing what they call Tatum a timeout. Down. So yeah, Ime has a quote a... about that, and he pretty much yeah. said the same thing that we were just saying about the whole thing. He says, um, "It's accountability. It's better for it to come from each other versus just me yelling all the time." By the time the timeout was over, it was done. That's what he had yeah. to say. Yeah. About it. But he wanted to tell him, like, dude. I'm out in front of you. So that was Tatum clearly had Schroeder. It was a two on one, but the defensive, the, 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 whatever, the one guy back was on Tatum. Schroeder was just on, on, you know, just all alone going to the basket. Well, and he didn't give it to one, him. When, when I saw him slap the sanction, I'm thinking he wanted a foul or no, he wanted a foul for Tatum. But I was like, wait, was, he, why would he as, be that mad about a foul for him? Like, as soon as the ball went out, you see, he throws his hands up and thing, he just yeah. walks over. He's like, ah, you know, and he's yeah. mad. Well, you and he was, whole, yeah. You mentioned that one. There was one where he went behind the back and threw it out of bounds on the break, and then there was another one where he just got swallowed up by two guys on the break and lost the ball there too. So that's three plays in the game where he completely that's why he, I think that's break. Why, that's why he but, reacted that way because it wasn't the first time. He's like, damn it. Like, yeah, but you know, I mean, yeah. again, let's have some perspective. Tatum played a near-perfect game, and yes, maybe in a, an instance or two he could have given it up where he did, but most of the shots he took were good shots. They were the right shots. You know, it was, as, as Sherrod said, he played slow. He played a superstar game tonight. He played one of those games where you're like, I'm in control of this, and I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. everything. When he was getting to space, he was showing the right hesitation. He wasn't rushing at all. He would wait. He would go. He would explode. His looks at the rim were clean. Uh, it was mm-hmm. really, really an impressive and game. And, man, do he, he and Grant top play five Tatum. Together. Top five Tatum. It was this, an this awesome was Tatum game. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what was great for this team, too? Well, Tatum, obviously, but also the, the team as a whole. The way they broke that zone, like to me, that's Ime drilling it into them. Like, look, they're gonna hit us with the zone. Be ready for this, and they handled it perfectly. Like, I haven't seen a Celtics handle the zone like that ever. Wasn't that great? Know, in the they, last few years, like, wasn't that great? Perfect. They they switch zone the second they do. Uh, there in the second half, I can't remember what moment it was. Yeah, Tatum, third quarter, yeah. Tatum slipped in the third quarter. Tatum slips right to the foul line. They find yep. him. There's nobody there. He's right in the zone. He turns. That's how you break boom. it. Get free throw free jumper, throw just like that. Like as right. soon as they went to zone, they broke it like that, and they're like, "Okay, that's maybe we won't do zone." Yeah, that's I mean, muscle memory. I mean, like that's something that that's e-made, in my yeah. opinion. But that was like about- when they go to zone, we're gonna do this, and they went right. He went right to his spot. He, they found him. It was they were ready Automated. for it. That was preparation. That was great. Exactly. Yeah. Can we exactly. can we talk about Eme because that losing streak? He started to get a lot of flack. Uh, there's this pushback that I don't understand whatsoever against this tough talk. His direct talk is really what it is, being playing with these guys and telling them how it is. Um, he, he had a great quote in the post game tonight about, uh, you know, how the Celtics having pride on the defensive end. You know, when teams take it to them like teams did the last three games there, you get frustrated, you take it personally. And he goes, you know, a lot of these players don't. And we had to tell Kawhi this too. He said he told Tatum what he told Kawhi to not look at these other players like big brothers, like friends even, you know, to have a little bit of an edge against some of these competitors in the league out there. And, you know, some of the stuff he talked about of just getting into these guys in the film sessions, really digging into them, and being critical publicly still to this point in the season. He toned back for a little bit. He ramped it up again the last three games here. And to mention Tatum by name, as he did here, We've said he's talked a lot around Tatum this year publicly, but to really hit him again there and say, this is the guy who's not taking it personally on the defensive end when they're getting lit up these last couple of games here. I had to tell him what I told Kawhi early in his career. 
I love that. And I don't know why that's rubbing right. fans the wrong way. Hold him to a high standard. But it's been that way the whole time. It's almost, even when he doesn't, as you just said, Bobby, and we talked about this a couple times in the show, even when he doesn't say Tatum, he's obviously talking about Tatum in many of his post-game remarks. And sometimes he is talking directly about him. And you're right. And he has used his name on a couple of occasions too. He wants more out of him. He wants more dog, you know? Yep. And like, that's where I don't get the email criticism. We talked about this on our thread before the game it's so funny that like you know it's people are all this, people are like don't don't be mean to jason like all year <laughs> long for two years three years five years you complain that brad was too soft throw a chair brad that'll change everything you know <laughs> i like, can't believe it for the love of context. god and then he may comes in and he's like yeah be mad brad he may comes in he's like these guys sucked tonight and they didn't play well and no energy, and no effort, no energy, no effort, no pride. Yeah. And I'm calling them out on it, you know, and everyone's like, oh, don't do that. That's like, you're going to make, you're going to make Jalen leave. Tatum's going to leave if you keep saying mean things about him. And you know, like, come on, mean. guys. You guys are the problem. Yeah, these guys are, they're adults. They can handle. The cool. they they whether can they can or they can't. I actually don't know if they can, but they need to learn to handle it. That's what I, mean. I actually am not sure. They didn't it. respond well to Marcus at all. They they were like, I wish you didn't say that. Oh, well, it's a little like different. That. It's a little yeah. different when it's coming from a coach or a teammate. Like yeah. anyone who's had a coach in their life on anything should know that like their coach is gonna their coach should tell it to you like it is. They're they're coaching you, whether it's sports, life, whatever it is. Coaches will bitch you out when you need to be bitched out. Exactly. And you, you and you take it. You yeah. take it in, you learn from it, and you get better. And that's like, yeah, maybe Ime's a little bit more public with it than Brad, obviously I love than Brad that. was. I love yeah, that. exactly. Because he's, he's, he's putting the onus to be better. You know what you know? Brad so, would have said, and bless him, like he would have talked up and down about how like special and unique and hard, like there's always like a positive spin with Brad there. And he would do it with opponents, too. You know what Ime said about the opponents here coming into this one? I don't care who they have, what they're doing. This is about us and what we're doing because we're not doing much right these last three games here. So it could be the Warriors or the Thunder out there coming into this one on the other side or the Bucks. Like, he didn't even talk about the Bucks and the matchups much coming into this one, he said, because it was all on us what we were doing wrong out west with the defense. We shot 100 clips where, you know, they're calling out each other in these film sessions. And listen, whether you think it's successful for Brown or Tatum or that they're embracing it or handling it well, they asked for it, right? They said, we want hard coaching yep. coming into this year. We want someone to hold us accountable. Great. Yep. You suck tonight. You know? Yeah. Great. What? Anyway, here's uh, Jalen. We're going to go hop on with Jalen. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait you, you're not wait, talking to you me, mean? are you? Yeah, wait. <laughs> uh, Sherrod is courtside while Bobby, while Bobby ducks out. You're there. How did you think Jalen looked physically in terms of how was he moving and everything? Well, I had a scare when he when he came limping up in the first quarter yep. and went to the bench. That was a little that was a little scary, but mm -hmm. he, he was able to come back. I thought for the most part he looked looked pretty good. I uh, looked like a guy who hadn't played in a while. So a little took, rusty. I, I think. Yeah, the big thing with him is just getting that rhythm back. But I mean, as far as like his actual movement, he, he looked good. But uh, again, hamstring injuries always freak me the hell out because I know they're so damn unpredictable. Um, but. You know, when you think of the fact that he's taken, I think, like 13 of the last 18 games he's missed with this injury. So he should be good to go. But yeah. I still think that they're going to be they're going to keep a, a kind of a tight leash on, on his minutes uh, because I, I, the concern still has to be there. Even if all the 
metrics and a test say that he's good to go. There has to be an element of doubt or concern in their minds that this thing could flare up in any minute. So I still yeah. think he's going to be somewhat limited. Yeah. Nice to have some shop, like the shop making those. So it's so nice to have that, you know, it's just like, Oh, remember that, you know, we had, there's another guy on this team who can score. Oh, you know, even if it was just a couple of flashes, it's just like it, you know, cause you do get almost, there's like this despair when you see this offense sputtering to get to 90 points and you're looking around, like, where is it coming from? Like if we don't get 30 from Tatum and 25 from Dennis, like we can't crack a hundred. And then Jalen comes out and he drops a couple of contested shots, catch and shoot threes. And you're like, ah, that's the good stuff right there. You know, like it's good to have that. Totally. It's great to have it back. You need how badly you need it. Right. It's it's another all-star that the defenses are forced to pay attention to. They can't double Tatum and just, you know, play inside and, and force, you know, whether it's smart or whoever to, you know, be that second guy or take that shot. You know, that's what they want. So now you have a guy like Jalen, you have to pay more attention to him. If he stay, whether or not he's standing in the corner or if he did doing some distributing, like he did tonight, I think Joe Sway mentioned it earlier in the show, how he, how he was um, sort of taking it to that next part of his game there where he can be more of a, um, distributor, not just stand in the corner, shoot type situation. I didn't see him favoring like any hamstring. Really, I mean, no. aside from the aside from just that little scare that Sherrod mentioned, he seemed to be moving around pretty pretty good out there. So, I think the the time that he took off was exactly what he needed to do. Like the first yeah. time around, when we were all like, "Why is this guy on the court? He's clearly, you know, sixty percent right now." Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was bad. You know, and hopefully, again, it'd be nice if they can string together some games all together, like as a healthy team. You know, I mean, I know that they're still, they're not 100% there right now, but um, with Tatum Brown, you know, get the starting lineup in there and get some games under their belt together and see if they do have something that they can work towards this season. Yeah, before they trade Jalen. Right, before it all gets completely <laughs> blown up. Needs to be right. Before those offers for Grant start rolling in. Those offers for Grant are going to come rolling in. Yeah, there you go, Mister Fifty Forty Nine. Showcase game for Grant Friday night with Steph in the building. That's your, that's your, that's one of your bigger trade pieces. <laughs> you think about it. Well, <laughs> you know what? You know what's that's happening. That's actually sad. To, you know what's happening tomorrow, right? What's, what's tomorrow? that, Joe? Oh, Steph breaks the record. Legend. Oh, no, no, he might break the record. Tomorrow. This is like a big day on Bobby's calendar. Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Uh, don't tell me. Um, what I'm gonna I'm gonna spare Bobby since he's not on right now. TNT. It's tell the, us, uh, John. What's the answer? What's the yeah. date tomorrow? What the hell? It's December fourteenth. Tomorrow. Is his birthday? No. What is tomorrow? It's December fifteenth, right? December fourteenth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tomorrow's the fourteenth. On the fifteenth is. Are you good, de- bro? The fifteenth is the trade deadline. We're gonna do a show. Okay. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a show. We're gonna do a show. Oh, the 15th is a trade deadline. What is the trade open? Trade opener. That's, trade that's when the guys that just signed in the offseason. You can get off this tra- damn show right now. It's this is Dennis Schroeder, opening- Jason Tatum, right now. The, the trade opening on? season. So we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Thank Trump. you. December 15th, the trade deadline. <laughs> damn. I was like, like that came up quick. <laughs> no, it's the trade. It's the trade opener. Yeah. Which everyone's been beating up over. Everybody can get traded. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but, Ben but no, Simmons is getting no, traded no. on Wednesday. Is that what's happening? Not everyone, though, right? Uh, Richardson is January. No, Richardson's right? January 15th, but a lot of people can. That, Most uh, of them. A lot yeah. of people can open it up. 
Sorry, I had my days mixed up. I thought it was tomorrow. It's Wednesday. So Wednesday, we're going to do, sh- yeah. do a show. And we're going to talk about some trades. It, it would have been funnier if they, not funnier, would have been interesting if they lost tonight because people would have been like, everybody, I want to get them out. Know, that would have been funny. They're going to be in buy mode now instead of sell mode, you know? Now we're in buy mode. Yeah, exactly. Do um, you trade Grant now or do you hold on to him? Because now I would never build Grant. around him. <laughs> I would never trade Grant. Nope. You, you can't trade Grant. You can't trade him now. Yeah. Blue guy. He's a blue guy right now. It's the heart and soul. There's some people out there who think Grant should, could or should be the captain of this team. In fact, we were saying that about a month ago. So all, everybody yeah. wants us to apologize. Needs to replay the tape. Never be a selfish captain. Captain ever. We were ahead of the game. Yeah. We we said the de facto captain though was Grant. Grant is untouchable. I'm gonna wait for Bobby to segue because I there's one other. I think it's Marcus for calling everybody out the way he did. Like I said, he's just the 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 unofficial captain of this team. He did it. Yeah. I I think it's Schroeder. Basically, yeah. Trade anyone but Grant. (laughs) There you go. Back Where'd Bobby disappear truck. to, anyways? Jalen's talking. Jalen's up. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So he's jumping into the media availability there. Um, muting in? Yeah. He's muting in. Cool. Uh, and then we'll we'll pivot. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Let's see what they- I'll take a minute. I'll tell you guys about one of our sponsors here because we've got a couple. Yeah, what do we got? On the docket. Um, i got to oh, find it. Devastating. What are you sad about? I just realized that I'm going to lose my – Fantasy football. Everyone cares about fantasy football talk, clearly, but I needed to win to make the playoffs. Team, I just realized that. Bobby, what happened? What Jalen have to say for himself? Uh, well, I talk about his <laughs> passing. That was uh, that was what I came away with this game interested in too. I was going to ask Eme over the last few days. I ended up getting through to him about like how far Brown's behind as a playmaker. Because again, we haven't gotten to see him in that role much this year. You miss a couple weeks. And he kind of came out in this one early making plays, right? The ball was in his hands a lot. I don't know how exactly how many assists he ended up with, but he was empowered in this one as a playmaker. The most I'd seen was five assists since that New York game early on where I thought he was setting the tone for the offense in that game. Uh, the pace, I think the pace ramps up just from him being out there a lot of the time. And so much of this win came off his aggressiveness, I thought, from the early going. Uh, gets misses some time in that first quarter with a knee injury and gets right back out there and never stopped pushing the ball. And again, we talked about John, those stretches where he just keeps hitting shots again and again in a row, has a run himself. Those energize the building and the team, like nothing else that happens with them, I feel like, especially the way in which they come. Yeah, so, he just get he gets I'm them in thrilled about that. He gets them in bunches, and it feels like the ball doesn't even, like, touch the rim. It's just splash, splash, yeah. splash when he gets have, in one of those zones. We have Tatum yeah. rapidly to the podium. Who could have imagined? So we're going to go talk to him, and I'll, uh, I'll be back. Okay, Bobby. I'll tell you guys Bobby's about one of our sponsors. Bobby's just doing his thing, man. He's on this the beat. The guy's, he's the guy's way the too comfortable right now. Yeah, he likes that bombing way too much. Bombing in, bombing out. Like, he's, like, Freestyle. The kid's smiling from ear to ear to get out of here. Guy thinks he's uh, Woj all of a sudden. He just, he's got his, you know, sources all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it should be this. LinkedIn.com slash garden. Slash garden. Garden kid. Post, Post your, your first job, job if you're free. looking to hire somebody, okay? If you need a Grant Williams type, 
you know, to stand. <laughs> we have a couple. Of, I'm sure we got some threes. small business owners in, in the in the chat tonight that are looking for yep. a little seasonal help. Maybe, maybe they got an Etsy, right, and they need some help with some ship shipments. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Go get it. Post it on the LinkedIn. Well, marketing manager of 770 some million people worldwide you can reach with this okay massive reach if you are looking to hire anybody Perfect. anywhere best place to do this is go post your job on linkedin.com slash garden you get your first job for free so i said go check adults in the world go check people? that out right now are there any adults in this room are there are there that many adults in the world did you say 700 million <laughs> yes just way I'm not an adult, so I couldn't even tell you. You think there's 700 means. million adults in the world? Mm. Yes, wait, well, a lot more than that, Josue. Um, but let's. <laughs> Josue, uh, you need to uh, open stop. up a couple just, books, just, bro. <laughs> yeah, are, they, are they all on LinkedIn? Really? Come on. Every really one of them. LinkedIn? Every one LinkedIn? of them. Just yeah. walk away. From yes, they are, Josue. Just walk away. All right. All right. They okay. are one of our so sponsors, and they have we, many adults. I won't ask for receipts. I won't ask for receipts. All right. Yeah. Many anyway, so, away just way. so um, uh, I want to talk about one non-game related thing. I'll wait for Bobby because I know he gets geeked up about this stuff. But any other stuff from this game? I, I did want to talk about it. It is interesting. The disappearance of Rob Williams um, is a thing now. Um, and I don't know if every single game it's been matchup dependent or playing a hot hand. But he's out. Uh, of the closing rotation, it seems like. Um, it feels like Al is closing these games, and you're going to go with Grant uh, sometimes. You're going to go with multiple wings. You're gonna, you might go Schroeder, Smart, Tatum, uh, Brown some games, but it looks like Rob's kind of lost that uh, spot there, and his minutes are dwindling, dwindling a little bit. And it's hard to argue that that's the wrong call. Last year, we were clamoring for more Rob. Right now, Rob looks a little bit lost and disengaged at times. Um, on yeah. the defensive end, offensively, he's just kind of catching the ball and looking around. He's not looking to do stuff. He's just not there right now. Crazy. He did that in L.A. and it drove me insane. He, something's not connecting it, right it now. Like and like I said, the, after that yeah. first half against the Lakers, it's like he's just lost his sense. Like his, he gets the ball and he's looking for a pass, and like you, you nailed it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, something's off, and and it's too bad because it looks like. The grant that we had a tough time justifying getting minutes for, I mean, the grant, the Rob, rather than the Rob last year, who you're like, how are you not playing this guy? He's a game changer. He's just not doing enough. He's not making nearly enough impact plays other than a few plays above the rim on those lobs. And yes, he does still make those smart plays. There's one play that really stood out to me. Tatum made an ill-advised pass to him. Rob, uh, it was like a half lob. Rob knew there was no chance the pass was going to connect. So instead of trying to catch it, he just jumped up and batted it to the closest guy. And then they it was like a batted pass swung around. He still has these high IQ moments where he does really good things with his vision, but all, all in all, there's just something's not firing for him right now. And I can't quite figure it out. I don't know if you guys agree. This is where I'm at with it. I thought I'm, he was I, fine. Tonight. I, agree. I, mean, I, I agree on the offensive end. That's my only thing on offense. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's in his head a bit. I think, I think Rob is, is going to be like this team up and down. Uh, I, I think he's still trying to figure out how he can impact this team consistently. And I think sometimes, John, I, I think it really does become like a paralysis, paralysis by analysis thing with him, where he's just thinking too damn much instead of just playing. Because uh, physically speaking, he does enough almost every single game to remind you that he's probably the Absolutely. best athletic 
big on the floor. And yet right. he still doesn't do enough to where he can keep his ass out there on the floor in a closing minute because he doesn't do that stuff consistently enough. And and again, I, I still think he's, he's a young guy that's trying to figure all this stuff out. And it would, in a lot of ways, it would be easier if every if they had a system built around him because then he'd have no choice. He would have to figure it out. But he's actually trying to figure out how do I fit in with Jason who gets a high volume of shots and Jalen gets a high volume of shots. And now Marcus Smart is the distributor, even though I know I could be a distributor too as a big on the elbow. And then when I'm playing with Al, I'm more likely than not to be just a rim runner. All these things are going through his head at one time, and he's just and, and sometimes I think he just literally just like he yeah. just stops. And the, and the and game so I, gets faster and faster. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. yeah. But I, yes. I, th- I think in time he'll figure this out. But I, again, I, I it, it's to me it's a blessing that you have a guy like like Al Horford around where you don't when Rob has those paralysis right now moments, it's not going to crush you. Because you got a guy who can do a lot of the same things he can do. Not as athletic, obviously, but passing, rebounding, defense. Al is as good as Robbie in a different way, but it's still similar in terms of impact. But that's the thing is, and Al and Gre- Gregory makes this comment here. I'll ask you guys: Is Rob just a role player now? You know, like is again we're we're looking for that ascent. You know, for Rob to enter the kind of conversation of like, you know. Defensive, you know, all defensive votes, or um, you know, uh, he's not, he's know, not lockdown he's not starter. He's not anywhere near it, right? Like, no, but, but well, I mean, he's he start inching I, I forward. I don't think he's, I don't think he's peaked. Like, I, th- I still think he's, he's improving. You know, sure. uh, the whole, the whole. What health, is he improving at? I would say what we were just talking about, like trying yeah. to figure out his own, find himself on on offense. Like that's what he needs to do. And he tried it a bit in the beginning of the season, but now it's just like he shied away from it altogether. You know, whether that means putting the ball on the floor in the paint, you know, the the, the two step move to the rim, or you know, uh, he did try the 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 jumper, not from not from anywhere near the three point arc, but you know, I, I could see him trying to get more comfortable there. But for me, it's just in, in the paint. Like that's where I think he needs to get more comfortable when he gets that ball and he gathers and he has to make a straight up move, make a you know some kind of play with his back to the basket. Or something like I, I think that it's something that he could add to his repertoire, but he just hasn't put it all together yet. But at the same time, health has been something he hasn't had at this level, right? Mm-hmm. To be this healthy and be available and, and be the permanent starting center. So I think he's still figuring all that out. I, I don't think he's peaked. I, I think he's far from the finished product. No, I don't. No one. I don't. I don't think anyone thinks he's peaked. But John, yeah, he is a role player. Let's be honest. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown else and everybody else is a role player and that means Rob is too that doesn't mean that like Joe's way it doesn't mean that he's as good as he's going to get I think eventually the smarter he gets basketball sense wise the game will start to come to him more and then he can use his athleticism I mean he is the most athletic guy in the court in most cases um and I think like Sherrod said analysis paralysis you know if you're thinking too much out there you're not really playing to your strengths, which is just go get the ball, you know, go be Rob Williams, go jump higher than everybody else, you know, block shots, grab rebounds, roll to the rim and let the game come to you in those ways and, and trust your teammates that, and maybe some of his teammates are guilty of not, and we've said this before, not getting him the ball as much when he, when he's put himself in a position to get it. Um, yeah, maybe that's, that's something they do need to work on. It is getting better. Certainly. Yeah. Um, but that's why, I mean, he, at, in his role currently, he's not he's not in a position where he can demand the ball or they're not running 
No, he know, doesn't have the skill set to him. do it. You throw it to right. him in the low post, and he either has to pass it out or he gets stuck. And that's still the biggest hindrance from him becoming an all-star level player. Like, some people see him becoming. I, I don't necessarily ever see Rob making an all-star team. I think he can become, like you said, Jimmy, a high, high-level role player, a guy who accentuates other players, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, not everybody has to be Towns and Sabonis and these other guys out there, but – Right. No, I'd love to have a Sabonis here. You know, I'd love to have somebody that I wasn't can impact thinking the that, game I'm on thinking, both ends. On... I'm thinking Robert, you know, something like uh-huh. that. I don't know. I, I'm still – Yeah, Gobert's look, a great I example be, of the peak of that level of impact. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens, but even if he's not an all-star, somewhere close to it, I don't know. I don't know if I would define him as a role player or, or, or that's his ceiling. That could end up being the case, but right now – But what does it look like if he becomes – what what does Rob look like at his peak? You know where he do, isn't a role player, where he's a star, I guess you could say, whatever label you want to put on it. Best case scenarios, a poor man's Rudy Gobert or something like that. To that aspect, poor man's defensive defensive player of the year. I mean, that is some pretty lofty, you know, expectations. I don't know if I and see Gobert's Rob getting huge. Yeah, I don't know if I see Rob. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a bigger player, and I know John thinks he's the most overrated player in the NBA next to James Harden. And Russell Westbrook James and every Harden, other star really? player in the NBA. I didn't know that. But I didn't know that about you, John. Those are also, John's. That's John's also, big three, I think. I also didn't say that. Utah's. Well, it is. Is it Harden? Who is it? Harden. Gobert. Westbrook. Oh, Gobert. No. Westbrook and Gobert. Westbrook's not even Westbrook. overrated. Westbrook You're is. You're an anti-Westbrook guy. I can see that. And, and I have been anti-Westbrook. He has been yeah. forever. Anyways, I don't want to get Westbrook's way off track. Westbrook's properly here. criticized. But I, I, listen, I, I'm not saying Rob Williams is who he is. I, I certainly think there's room for improvement. I just don't see. I think I'm more along the lines with Bobby here. Like, I don't see him becoming a, a, a no, and I trade Rudy him. Gobert. I trade light. him. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of trading Rob if someone signs him. Me neither. And he can be oh, totally not. I think a lot of people are. If you can get some bonus. I am. I hear well, yeah, if you can get some bonus, yeah. That's a big yeah, hole I... in the middle if you would get get rid of someone like Rob. Bobby, I had to mute you for a little bit. Yeah, like Sorry. someone like someone in the comment section said, said Bobby, sounds like Stomp over there. It sounds like they're building a bowling alley like next to you. <laughs> and I and I know they're changing stuff out for the for the garden. But Why like I can, I can actually Is that what it sounds like build a bowling alley? I can actually hear people bowling. It sounds like I can hear the pins going yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, Bobby, Bobby I'm going to mute you one second. Blue group's practicing right now. Bobby, I'm going to play one sound bite. This was from the thing we talked about earlier today um, that came in, if I can find it. Um, this was, uh, who was this, Fisher uh, on a podcast today. Uh, Jake Fisher. Jake Fisher from, uh, is it Bleacher? Yes. One of your this colleagues? is actually this was two days ago. Mm-hmm. Two two days ago. This is what this is what had Celtics fans all in a tizzy today. Okay, listen. I would say the early return so far from what I've heard around the league, there is not much interest in those former first round picks that Boston has. From Peyton Pritchard to Romeo Langford to Grant Williams, I think Aaron Nesmith probably has the highest value of, of that wow. group. It's difficult. I mean, that, that, that's it's kind of why they're in the situation that they're in right now. They, they had draft pick after draft pick after draft pick that hasn't netted them anything more than, you know, back of the rotation type players. Um, and they haven't really developed anybody outside of that, you know, besides Robert Williams, and, and they are where they are. So I think this is definitely the beginning of the end of the Jason Tatum-Jalen Brown pairing. I don't know if that will get broken up this season, but I think sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, we're really going to start to hear conversations about the future of Boston with Jalen Brown heading out the door. What did I say in L.A.? What was I telling you guys in Jalen Brown heading out the door was cut off the biggest part. I agree what with you. What did you say, Josue? 
there's an expiration date for these guys. Exactly what I was saying in LA. I, I, that's that's dead on. Twelve to eighteen months. Absolutely, absolutely. But I listen, agree with that one hundred percent. This is standard operating procedure when you have the trip that you had out west, or in general, when you lose games, number of games in a row, when you're playing poorly and guys are hurt and all that stuff. This is when that chatter starts. This is when the trade chatter, the rumors, the reports, the this, that, the other thing. You hear that stuff. You don't hear that when when they're winning games. So after a game like tonight, you know, if they can string together a few more games like they did tonight and and get them going back in the right direction, that trade talk, you don't hear that. So I'm not surprised at all to hear something like that. If you want to say put 12 to 18 months, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense based on the way things went the last week or two. But I, I don't I don't know necessarily that that's true if they can end up, you know, stringing together some wins, making a little bit of a playoff run. I don't know. Now, that being said, I don't I don't think that the team is untouchable. Certainly not. I mean, we all sit here, I think, right now, knowing that they aren't good enough to win a title. So if you're not good enough to win a title, then, yeah, of course, there's players that are that are available, they're going to be available to be traded. But I think when you have games like you did tonight, that silences some of that talk for a little bit. That West Coast trip, Coast trip did so much for the trade, you know, trade this person, trade that person side of things because it's just easy. It's low-hanging fruit in that point, at that point. Yeah. I still think – let me just give both sides of this. From the other side of the perspective in the league, I think Celtics fans have a vision that you can just take your pick of anybody in the NBA if you trade Brown and it'd be a straight-up swap, Brown for Beal, Brown for Towns, Brown for whoever. I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of these other stars would be asking for more beyond Brown, and Brown would just be the centerpiece. And then all of a sudden you say, like that's a, that's a lot for that guy. So I don't think that's the reality of Brown's value is that you get a one-for-one swap of anybody you want in the NBA. So I think that's the first thing people have to consider when they think about trading Brown here. I also think it's just stupid to double down and – trade Brown and, you know, reinforce all the mistakes that you've made by throwing away valuable guys in terms of assets and picks and all the stuff over the years that you've held and lost. And then you just throw another 24-year-old star out the window because you don't have anything else to offer. And that's essentially what Jake's saying right there, right? They have nothing else that's valuable. They're going to have to trade Brown. That's horrible asset management in my eyes. Now, if you can get a player straight up for Brown that's better and fits better here, then maybe you go ahead and do it, but I just don't think that's possible. I think you're sending out other stuff with Brown to go get a Towns or a Beal or any one of these other guys, and then you're just even more diminished. We've talked about being a lateral move. I think it might even be a net negative move for the Celtics in the end to go out and trade Brown for one of these stars. Uh, now, do you get yeah, a massive return? But I don't, Bobby, I don't think he's saying this. I don't think he's saying trading Jalen Brown to – Get necessarily get better. I think it's saying it's not yeah, going to no work, other. and I'm going right. to lose one of the or the other. So I got to build around Why the other guys. Why can we say it's not going to work? They're twenty. That's not. That's not what they're saying. They're dumb. Can't even pronounce Aaron Neesmith's names right because he hasn't made an impact in the NBA. Yeah, what, what they're, they're saying here is they're they're out of moves, and one right. and if they're rather not out than of moves. Rather than re- sure that you are, Bobby. Those, those guys don't have value. Bobby, <laughs> of the, a lot of value right now. Bobby, of the two things that he said there, one is a frigging speculative hot take about the Celtics dumping Jalen Brown, one of their one of their two best players, without mm-hmm. any sources. And right. then the first part is exactly how all of the league feels about all of the Celtics young players. The first part is the one that's absolutely 100% valid and hard to argue with. 
And that's why they're in a tough spot. So if you're seeing after, and when you say, Bobby, how's it not working? If you see two seasons worth of 500 basketball, then you start to think we can stay at 500 or I can try to do something drastic. That's where you start to say, we got to try something. And that's why it becomes a conversation. Not because at this moment you think a Jalen Brown swap for another player with the rest of this core makes you instantly better. It doesn't because you're right. It's either a one-for-one or, in fact, you're actually giving up extra parts to it. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. But the rest of it does make sense, which is they really screwed themselves with a lot of other things. That's the problem. So you're going to double down and make another bad move? I I just No one's saying that. They're saying you might have your – the the thinking behind it is your back's going to be against the wall. It's not for improving today. It's for – Your back's against the wall if one of them want to leave. That's when you move Brown. If he wants to And you're going to run into that in 18 months, potentially, if you – If you continue to lose the way you are. If you continue to lose. That's – and so it's not ridiculous what but he's the, saying. I just, don't, I just don't know if he's got if he's got something behind it or he's just speculating. Right. I think it's reasonable speculation. I just it's, don't know how it's ridiculous to give away all your future picks and consolidate here. And that's more ridiculous than trading Brown, who's an all-star, who's 24, who's one of the best young players in the league. I mean, these picks are just lottery tickets, tosses in the dark, things that aren't going to help you from years from now. So, I mean, no one talks about consolidating all your future picks with this team. I know everybody rolls their eyes and laughs when I say it, but I think that's the smartest thing you can do if you're the Celtics right now. Get aggressive. Go out and find a third guy to compliment these guys with. I don't know. Have they put all their picks on the table and been rejected? Maybe. And maybe I'm just shouting into the wind here. But that seems to be viewed as a more ridiculous thing than it is because the Bulls have done it, the Bucks have done it, the Nets have done it, all the teams ahead of you in the East have done it, and the Knicks are going to do it very soon here so that's what i think is the most smart thing to do here not trading brown a guy that you know like and has thrived and gotten better every single year on you and i don't know why fans and people alike are so excited to do it i know they're not excited to do it they think it's the only option here i don't think anybody wants to do it i think people there's no rush to do it i think people are desperate um, totally. because because they're tired of mediocrity and they're thinking how are you going to shake it out well the desperation fear, gets the you fear here is guys. is that somebody's gonna the fear here between these guys is that if they don't improve together um one of the two is going to look for greener pastures elsewhere and that's so you, you, right. th- i think people are worried about that that's all what move would you make with brown sherrod what sherrod why don't you weigh in here I will if I can't get rid of this damn Brockton Wi-Fi I'm working with here. Yeah. Um, You're good, though. You're working. Go ahead. See they are. Listen, here's, here's what, what I think that you have to understand about this whole Jalen and, uh, the, you know, the, the first-round picks that have been late first-round picks, which, as we all know, those are like the slimmest of hitting lottery tickets you can possibly have. So no one should be surprised that – Guys that Why is your pick in 2027? I'm going to let it go. Why is what? I was going to say, why is your pick in 2026, 2027 a mid-round pick? The Celtics could be awful then, and all of a sudden teams are rubbing their hands. It's, it's a risk here. And I talked about this the other day. The rebuilding teams like Portland, Indiana, if they're going to go in that direction, they're betting on the Celtics falling apart here in future seasons like the Nets did when the Celtics got Tatum and Brown yeah. with those huge That was picks. different. That's a, that was an aging core, though. You know what I mean? Like, the way the way other teams are thinking uh, are thinking about it is that one of these guys is most likely going to stay, whether it's Tatum or Brown. So whether this team is a 500 team or one that's just below it, that still doesn't get teams what they really want, which is, you know, a top right. 10 lottery pick. 
That's fair, but teams have done it Josue. Yeah, NBA I still teams. Think, yeah, with, with the with the Tatum and Brown tandem, though, I, I just think they, no. they see it. You know, the, yeah. the near future going to be somewhat somewhat. Bright. There's two things. It's that you're either afraid one's going to walk, and or that they're not going to want to stick it out, so you do something. The other one is is just people are just impatient and they think Jalen Brown is a mad trading Jalen is a magic solve all that's going to get that's going to get you everything you need and that's silly that I mean the the window to trade Jalen passed four years ago three years ago when you could have traded up into Kawhi Leonard Paul George one of those types of situations that's that's where you roll the dice on I'm going to go get the established star and if Jalen ends up being as good as those guys are better well I took my shot but that's when you trade him. Now he's already a star. You're going to trade a star for a star? It's, as you said, it's at best a lateral right, move. Yeah, sure, I, I, you Rich, Paul, I, Rich Paul ruined everything, all right? I just think people are panicked. But yeah, go well, ahead. Yeah, right, right, Anthony Davis, everything was set up, and, and, and Rich Paul came and, and, and ruined it for the Boston. So. You were saying, Sherrod. Well, Rich Paul didn't ruin it for, for the Celtics. The Celtics ruined it for the Celtics because they didn't have the cojones to go and make that move. That's another story another yeah. day. Yeah. What's happening right. now yeah. is <laughs> you've got you've, you've got a Celtics team that is in the worst place that you can possibly be, which is, is in the middle, right smack dab in the middle. And the problem – here's the one thing you guys got to remember. When teams are looking at draft picks down the road – they're looking at these teams the way that that businessmen and women look at the stock market. They look at the past trends. How has this stock performed historically when certain factors come into play? The Celtics have shown that they have been able to be pretty damn resilient. They don't really bottom out. They don't necessarily rise to the top. When they're bad, at least the last 10 or so years, they're basically where they are right now. So if you're getting one of their draft picks, guess what? It's probably going to be late teens, early 20s. So that is why if you're looking to package picks and stuff like that, nobody wants to touch that if it's the Celtics because they know it's not going to be that valuable at all. Unless you're a team like San Antonio, which seems to always find the damn Kawhi Leonard's and the Manu Ginobili's and, and, and those types near the latter stages. But most NBA teams are looking at the Celtics and they don't want to deal with them and their picks because their picks aren't going to be valuable. And when you take those picks, now the Celtics were forced to turn those picks into players. And now you're looking at Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith. You're right. That's not exactly great. Yeah. So, so your, your, those picks have their value has steadily diminished. That's why if you are convinced that you are not going to be able to keep Jalen and Jason. You absolutely have to move them. You absolutely have to, because that is literally the only chip that you have in your hand that has value. Right. Now, if you can build around them, then you keep them and you put all your assets into trying to hoodwink, bamboozle, lead someone astray, and take Man, those guys off your hand and get, yeah, you got, you, you're trying to pull a DA move. Yeah. Right you trying to DA somebody real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And you know what, Bobby? Also, like you look back at the, you look at the past, the Celtics have had what two of their own picks, right? Two lottery picks in the last what sixteen years, fifteen years? Like it's been a while. Like when they usually have a lottery pick, it's usually not theirs. They trade it. For but how do you now. how do you know where they are five six years from now? And that's why the Rockets were willing to take on Nets picks years in advance, even though the Nets were going to be perennial contenders here in the Harden deal. 
Pelicans did the same with Bucks. Clippers older though. Clippers Clippers did the same. They uh, they had to make that deal though, Bobby. That's there's a difference between you actually going out to try and get a deal done versus having your hand forced by your your fat out of shape star who doesn't want to be with you. Well, they had the choice. They could have went Ben Simmons with less picks or Nets with more picks. And they chose the picks. I t- rebuilding teams value multiple years of, of first Well, I, picks. I think the idea of not rebuilding around Ben Simmons is a pretty smart idea right about now, don't you? Yeah, but you're also, like you said, leaning on Nets picks. When are those going to become bad? You know, that's, it looks like a few years from now at the very least. So it's a balance you strike yeah. there as a rebuilding team. I just don't want people to knock the idea of trading future first-round picks if you're the Celtics when you have six on deck right here. If you can find tickets for those picks, Bobby. Yeah, because you yeah. don't need them. Yeah, You're look, so we, far from those this is what we said. Things. You put the you picks, if a top 30 player is, top 30, 35 player is on the table for the picks, you take it because you're not going to get another shot at I'm not talking about Lillard. I'm not right. talking about, I'm talking about Sabonis. I think yeah, that's you the take guy it. need here. And, for, you know, you're going to have to entice the Indiana because they're doing a half rebuild here. They want to still remain competitive while swapping out one of the those The problem things. is with They'll everyone wants a half that's the problem, and this is where the Celtics are screwed. They've yep. only got these picks that may or may not have value, and they don't have anything tangible, and right. that's where they get screwed on every one of these deals. They don't have that one up-and-coming player to dangle. They don't have Jalen four years ago, which right. is to say, I got this guy. He could be really, really they good. I'll give you him and a pick. That's right. exciting. Jalen and two future especially, firsts for your star yeah. is exciting. Especially but if the guy's on his rookie Smith, contract, bird rights, yeah. all that. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah that's, when what, you were able, that's what yeah. kills you, them. They don't have that. Yeah. When you were able to get a guy like Kevin Garnett, you had Al Jefferson, you had Green, you had all these young yeah, guys stack of picks. that showed, <laughs> showed enough potential Right. That you could right. you could envision them being a significant impact player. No disrespect to Grant Williams, but is anyone serious as well as he's played? Not big does Al. Anyone seriously think he's going to be like a big no. Al? No, nope. he's more valuable he than he was a year ago. Yeah. But that's not the but point. He's nowhere close. He has zero yeah. value because well, that's, 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 that's the point right there. But Bobby, we can't. We get this wrong. We've been getting this wrong for a year and a half. So it's. I got to tell you, there's a difference between a player having value to you and having value to someone else to give yeah. up something for Depends them. You, you don't. You do not Indiana. give up a real asset for Grant Williams. You don't do it. You well, go it's not get just him alone. I'm saying it, he is. But one what's of, he really adding to the, to the package, right? In the nothing. grand scheme of things, like yeah. it's it's hard to say. Oh, they yeah, they have zero value in a trade. They don't have zero value to you. Grant Williams has value to the Celtics, but nobody is going to give you real assets with Grant Williams being a a featured portion of that trade. Right. He's a throw-in to make salary work, and that's it. You know, that and sure, yeah, I could use a young guy right like now? that. If this if there's ten points in the trade, he's the I'm not calling him the, the centerpiece. Yeah, he's not even. I mean, he's just a pick one of the guys you want. Who do you want? Grant, Neesmith, whatever. Yeah, I'll take this guy. That's that. It's just an add-on. It's not at this not point. Trade. Yeah, right. Right, exactly. Uh, now, if he has not two more seasons trades, like this, sure, he becomes like what more Sebastian Telfair was for that trade. You know? Well, let's uh, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the sure. other news that came out today that helps in this direction is. Celtics, I think this was Fisher too. It was at least, uh, no, this was Shams, said that the Celtics are probably going to take calls on Dennis Schroeder here toward the deadline, something we've talked about a lot here. That's good asset accumulation. I think it's a no-brainer. That's phenomenal. Yeah. and you, That's you rebuilding a, on the fly a little bit. 
Yes, and it's what you have to do here. You should probably look at doing it with Horford too. Um, if you don't have a big deal that you can consolidate things here, Horford actually helps you with salary if you get the chance to do a big deal. But you probably sell him for a first round pick, a good young player, multiple young players and rotation pieces here close to the deadline. That gets you closer to what we're talking about here into the off season. Um, now, I came up with a million different Schroeder ideas earlier today. None of them are great. A lot of teams will probably balk at the idea of bringing in a guy on bird rights and giving you back something valuable in terms of a player here. But maybe a team that yeah. needs a backup point guard for the stretch run says, we'll give you a first. And so all of a sudden you have you another a, first you in your bucket shot. You got a better shot of moving Richardson because he's got Think that so? extra year. Yeah, but you, 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 you potentially could get an asset. Yeah, so you're not getting you're not necessarily getting a rental. Um, and that's not you're, selling. You're not dramatically worse because you lose those too. guys. You're not worse because you're replacing a Richardson for – for uh, for Romeo minutes and you're yeah. fine with that, you know. Yeah. So um, there's some yeah. Schroeder too. You can finally play Pritchard, but you got to sell. You got to sell that to the players too. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna start so, trading away their teammates. Yeah, well, I will say this. We gotta, I mean, we, but it's team building versus that. Yeah. You got to start to team build here. You've made so many bad personnel decisions and made let so many guys go for nothing. You have to trade Schroeder if you can get something for him. A thousand percent. So, I, real quick. Uh, so, if you through... can say that. Hold on. You can do that. That's great. But you're telling the team that you're not you're not making a playoff run this year. You're not interested in doing. I that. don't you're think he's in... the difference in a playoff run and not and. Whether or not he's the it. difference, it doesn't matter. That that's the message that you send. That's the yeah. That's what the you're team. conveying. That's what you're telling. Tatum, 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 wants his, Tatum wants his ass gone tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So don't, I don't worry think about it. Be crying about Schroeder leaving. They'll be fine, honestly. I uh, think they will. I know you won't be or anyone yes, else because everyone wanna, likes to pick on Schroeder. But I want to save go, John, some of go. this. Go, John. I just, go, John. Go. I want to save some of this. Our next game is Friday um, against the Warriors, which means we got a big gap in between. So on Wednesday, uh, at a time to be determined, we're going to do a trade season is open show on December fifteenth. That's the first day the players can be traded, and we're going to do a little bit here, and then we're going to go and we're going to do Twitter Spaces, okay? Which means you guys get to talk and give us your crazy trade idea. Is. We haven't done this all season, oh, so we want to tell we want to tell you about it now. Um, so we are going to do that. I'll let you guys know the time. Follow all of us on Twitter for notifications uh, if you can. Uh, everybody but Jimmy's got their handle up there, uh, or follow <laughs> Celtics CLNS, and we will let you know that. So um, just wanted to give you uh, a heads up in advance. Wednesday we will do something. Uh, just. On the trade season opening, Bobby's got his trade machine humming right now, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's ready. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a short article for tomorrow for sure. Yeah, so we're ready to talk about it. So we will do that. Oh, look at Bobby can't wait to trade Schroeder, man. He just can't wait. He's gonna have thirty packages ready. Twitter Spaces. For I came those up with some asking, stuff today. People asking what's Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces is like locker room, which we used to do. Yes, exactly. It's like the locker room, uh, but it's on Twitter. It's the same exact thing. We'll bring you onto the stage with us. You get to talk, chat, give us your trade ideas. Tell us why ours are shit. Tell us why Grant is untradeable. Um, tell us how Twitter. many first round picks is too many to trade. Uh, but you have to have Twitter. It's and Twitter's you have to version. follow us. That's the other rule. You have and you to follow, follow us. us. So give us yeah, a follow. Yeah, pop up right at the top if you're following us. You'll see it. Yep. So give us a follow, uh, and we will do uh, Twitter Spaces you on Wednesday. You have to Wednesday. retweet everything I tweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to do that, guys. You don't have to follow me. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You do uh, have to follow me. I will make sure down? no one gets on that's not following me. <laughs> 
Just kidding. That's, I won't do that. What's up, Bobby? What's your one last no, you thing? And then let's wrap it. <laughs> one last thing. Can we call Grant's rise exciting now? Doesn't have you guys a little bit excited oh at this point? It's like Nick Folk levels of exciting. Yeah. And Nick Folk's <laughs> been exciting too. When you have yes, a guy Bobby, we are threes in a game. It's exciting. For a guy I will who give you that. do nothing last year. Nick Folk. This is my excited face. <laughs> to Rod, to fill you in, I hey, love Bobby, Nick Folk. What he's if doing. you put up a dud on Friday, you're really setting stuff up right now, man. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> I, he's been good all season. I mean, he has shot 100 threes this year, just about. He's 45%. That is top seven in the league on a it's decent great. volume. I'm, I'm on, all joking aside, it's borderline exciting. Oh, the, I'll take it. The, dif- the difference. Big ass board you got there, Jimmy. The difference. Yeah, right. Sherrod is in not the, excited. The difference in production that you're getting from Grant from last year at this time, like it's, it is crazy. So I'll give it to I, I hope I hope it sticks. I mean, if he can keep this, I'm happy I don't for ex- him. Me too. I have, dude. Like, he's nobody, awesome. We nobody like here Grant. doesn't like Grant. It's just like we, right. We try to call it like we see it. So obviously, we, we like Grant it. the human being. He's a, he's. I yeah. like him a lot. Oh, again, I mean, we're, we're saying awesome. lots of really great that. things about. We're, we're saying lots of really great things about him now because guess what? He's, he's playing, playing really great. When yeah. he wasn't play, when I'm he's excited like for him. He's yeah. a good player. You know, and he caught a lot of flack. He's playing well. He's playing well. I'm. Listen, this is this this is why I'm excited about it because it gives you something you need. Uh, It's a revelation you weren't expecting. It was. It's a massive pleasure surprise. (laughs) Nick Folk. (laughs) Nick Folk. Not the quarterback, the Super Bowl MVP, the kicker of the Patriots, who has just been a revelation in his own right. But um. Grant's just been awesome for you. He gives you so much stuff you need. And that's exciting to me because we looked at all these young guys, and I know we're still complaining about Pritchard, Neesmith, and Romeo to some degree. Grant's starting to fill out his potential. If you said you drafted him here in the NBA draft in 19, and this was what he was going to become, you'd say, all right, that's pretty good. If if Bobby had like a -a make-a-wish sort of situation, he would get just one game this year, a starting lineup of Pritchard, Smart, Grant, Grant, Al, and Cornette. And if he could get that going, Cornette, Cornette, get yeah. Cornette. They had some extra seats on the sideline tonight. For um, There weren't enough he, benches for Thomas and Hauser. Let's just get yeah. one more of those extra temporary seats for Cornette for one game. If he could get that, that's you would, you would make a young boy very, very, very happy. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So make it happen, guys. Make it happen. Anyway, we are going to wrap it Friday night. We have our uh, the Warriors. And then Wednesday, before that, Wednesday, we're going to do uh, a little trade kickoff. Is it Wednesday know. or Tuesday? It's Wednesday. 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 I was wrong. I thought it was tomorrow. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's the 15th. It's the 15th. Right. You missed it, Bobby. We 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 tried to get it out of John for about two minutes straight. He was scrambling I to, wasn't, to figure out what the date was. I wasn't slow playing it. I couldn't pull the graphic up. So I was oh. I was I was fiddling with the graphic. I'm like, you guys know. And I was like, I'm looking for it, looking for it. <laughs> it's like, no, we Jimmy, actually Jimmy don't. Jimmy completely didn't get it. Jimmy's Tomo- like, no, tell because, us, John. Because tomorrow is- means absolutely nothing. My, uh, that was my- the thing. I wasn't trying to like be coy or cute. I just couldn't find the friggin' thing and I was stalling. Um, Drum roll, please. Everyone thought my brain stopped, but it didn't. I just couldn't find the graphic. Anyway, 
I uh, think we could get uh, some real uh, action around the NBA too in terms of action, trade day this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, normally you don't. There was only what two trades last year, well before the deadline. Before the deadline started heating up, it was Harden and then uh, Derrick Rose. This year you have so much unresolved stuff between Kyrie, Wall. Uh, teams starting to look at rebuilds. Teams starting to buy here. Teams maybe a little bit of desperation mode like the Celtics and some other middlers like the Knicks. I think you're going to have some serious shakeups around the league early this year. Maybe not Wednesday. I don't think Wednesday is going to be like a mini trade deadline, but there's going to be a lot of conversation over the next couple of weeks. Rumors, reports, like you're going to see a ton ben of Simmons. it here in this next month. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So we've got all of that coming up. Thanks for hanging out. It was a fun game, fun night, full mm-hmm. house tonight. Uh, a lot of people uh, watching and in the chat. We appreciate you as always. We Give got some numbers. Follow. Yeah. Good, nice. good. We, you know, good, 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 good group out there. Um, give, give us a follow. Celtic CLNS Twitter handles up on the screen. Um, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channels. Uh, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. More promotional stuff coming out. We'll put that out on Twitter uh, and on CLNSmedia.com uh, when we have the. Ex-